So I'm going to record it. I'm just going to hold it up to the computer and I'm going to say, Quinn, do you listen to any podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> what podcast do you listen to? don't remember how about noah do you listen to any podcasts never never oh my gosh this whole class so once i'm done recording i'm gonna once upon a time in a land far far away by which i mean britain in 1961 a baby was born the baby's name was mersa the parents names were methicillin and staphylococcus but when this baby was born no one hardly noticed at least not at first. Baby Mercer grew up crawling around the hospital, sometimes being picked up and carried into a room for a visit. When baby Mercer was about seven years old, she decided it was time to go out and see the world, so she headed for America. Although young Mercer was comfortable in the medical setting where she'd gotten her start, as she grew, she branched out and spent some time in child care centers, got to know athletes, even joined the military and spent a little time incarcerated. Mercer liked almost everyone she met as she continued to travel around the world, and they usually got along just fine, but sometimes things would get a little bumpy with people. There were some heartaches along the way, and some friends lost as new ones were gained. The only real trouble Mercer ever had was when she met someone named Van Kameisen, who was just awful to her and didn't give her much of a chance. Any time she comes across someone difficult like this, she works hard to find a way to get along, and maybe someday Van Kameisen won't be such a problem for her, but then there will probably be some new troublemaker to struggle to get to know. So, um, so Teresa, I wanted to fill you in. I don't remember exactly what I said to you. So we've been working on a podcast project, making podcasts on different topics. And Charlotte's topic, Charlotte, what's your topic? Um, uh, ah. (laughs) Did you say pass? (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte, Charlotte's been working on, um, LGBTQ. Uh, resources for teens nice. in the area and that kind of thing. Nice. And um, so the Zoom is really nice because it records our conversation. And mm-hmm. so if it's okay with you, could she ask you some questions and then use some of this audio for her podcast project? Sure, I will try my best. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I just this completely caught me off guard. So I'm. Just, no worries. It's fun. I don't even know what questions you're gonna ask, and so like I'm probably gonna see the sa- feel the same way in like a minute, so don't even worry. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Hold on. Um, I don't know how to get the recording from the Zoom call. Oh, don't worry about that. I've got that part. You just worry about the questions. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Hold on, my computer's not cooperating. Okay. It doesn't like Zoom. I know. Yeah. I have to like, there's going to be a Zoom revolt at some point. I have, I have to have like three or four computers going. 
So that one can be just Zoom. Are you talking Jefferson County? Because I know um, there might be, or also Peninsula-wide. Um, sort of in like Jefferson County, mm-hmm. Island County area. Like okay. just this like little corner sort of. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, so there's the Rainbow Center, um, which started up um, in the beginning of March. And that is for LGBTQ um and um, there's a um, like a just kind of like a drop-in couple hours um, on Mondays um, and it's for folks um, who are in 13 to 18 and then they have um, a second drop-in for folks that are like 18 to I believe 24 and um, and that there was a couple of them before the pandemic happened and then once the pandemic happened, people weren't meeting in person. And so I think there's still like the Rainbow Center is an organization that's part of Pride um, Jefferson County. And the Rainbow Center, like the folks are still meeting and I think they're still trying to offer something um, for LGBTQ folks and like virtually. Um, and um, I think it's still in the works. Would it be helpful to um, like, say the email of the person who one would want to get in contact for that? Would that be helpful? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Okay, cool. Let me pull that up. So if someone wants to um, connect with the Port Townsend Rainbow Center, their email is ptrainbow center r-a-i-n-b-o-w-c-e-n-t-e-r at jefferson county pride.org so that's the email if folks are interested in getting in touch um yeah i think they want to be able to still provide a safer space for LGBTQ teens to connect um, and find mutual support. Um, Another resource is there's um, Jefferson County Peer Trans Support Group. Right now there's just an adult one going on, but I know that the facilitator um, of that is um, providing um, support to um, trans and gender nonconforming youth. And I could also read that email if that would be helpful. Would that be a helpful thing to do? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, so that email is trans, T-R-A-N-S, Jeff, J-E-F-F, co, C-O, at gmail.com. And so um, if folks want to get in touch about that, 
that's an option. And I believe there's also a website. that has a lot of actually great resources locally um, around um, support and access um, and local resources um, for transgender folks. And that email is, or that website is trans, T-R-A-N-S, Jeff, J-E-F-F, C-O, Co, dot, Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Awesome. Yeah. And so those are some like specific um, resources to Jefferson County. Um, I know that Kitsap County also has some resources and I have to be honest that I am not an expert in that. Um, more so Jefferson County. Okay, cool. Uh, my next question is, uh, what does Dove House do to support LGBTQ youth? Yeah, so Dove House, um, what we try through our prevention education to make our um, relationship skill um, curriculum um, not just inclusive, but um, to make sure that our like couples in the examples and our content um, has um has lgbtq couples like that folks are seeing that a diversity of relationships um are there and so just we think it's really important for folks to um have representation in in how we do the classes themselves um, and to provide education around the diversity of sexual identity the diversity of gender identity um and and how that impacts our relationships so that's just um one aspect um and um, otherwise, um, with, um, our support, like one-on-one -on -one support, um, we provide therapy for folks who are, um, healing from sexual trauma, um, or relationship trauma, um, and we provide like one-on-one -on -one advocacy for folks to, um, get, get support if, um, there are, um, relationship issues and um, I would definitely say that LGBTQ teens also need support in those ways and so um, yeah I hope that makes sense yeah I just got caught by Ariel <laughs> um okay so do you think, uh, is there anything that you would like to see happening to better support LGBTQ youth? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I mean, I think I would like to see the Rainbow Center like take off more. It's one thing of just like, uh, it just got, got to start right before COVID. And then, um, and so I would love for that to like be able to um, continue. I've heard a lot of like, um, cool ideas about um, like prom and like regionally like having bigger events for LGBTQ teens like regionally like not just in Jefferson County but like pulling folks from Kitsap County and I think there's 
Um, that's happened some, like some like driving to um, uh, to queer prom and, and different things like that. And um, but um, so, so maybe like pulling regional support more would be um, awesome. Um, and I think a big thing is just kind of uh, support in the schools. I forgot that question of like, what does Dev House do? Um, myself and um, an educator presenter, Bill Olgren, um, have provided um, uh, support to schools around how do you provide um, uh, equitable, accessible um, school environments for LGBTQ teens. Um, and so I think that was something I would really like to see is like more affirming um, spaces within the school setting. And I think there's been a lot of good work around that, but I think there always can be more. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, so going to more of a different area mm -hmm. I think. Uh, what do you think families could do to better support their LGBTQ youth? Yeah, that's such a huge one. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, just education, right? Like, one thing is, like, not um, having the child be the one that has to like provide all the education. I think like something that's really hard if like we hold um, an identity that's marginalized in society to like always have to explain to people like kind of um, just like who we are and um, you know, what we're experiencing can be really exhausting. So I think like parents and families, like if they could find their education elsewhere um, and kind of like do their own research to support their child, I think that would be really lovely. Um, and I mean, but I think the first thing is just kind of, um, being open, um, you know, just, just being open and accepting of like, um, who, who your child is and who they're expressing themselves to be, I think is the best place to kind of start. And, um, and that humility, right. Of like, um, you might not know and, and you're going to kind of like stumble through this together, but try to support to the best that they can. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you think that youth could better support each other? Mm. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a big thing um, is just like starting, like one thing that comes to mind is just like respecting folks' names, folks' pronouns, like just when when folks share with you um like just taking folks seriously i think there's like a bit of um i think something to be wary of like is people not being taken seriously for for who they are and what their identity is and so like whatever that may be if someone shares it with them like um people like respecting it um and it, it goes a long way um okay so, I just said a lot. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so going somewhere a little different again. Um, what do you do personally when you find yourself in a conversation with a homophobic or a transphobic person? 
Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, I think like my style is like not very confrontational. That's just kind of like my demeanor and just like how I communicate. Um, and so, you know, try to be like kind of like a little bit try to like see where they're coming from and like have some compassion for them of just like okay maybe they just like you know don't have a lot of like experience um knowing a lot of actual um queer and trans people or or something so like try to kind of go there a little bit but still like holding the line right like not not um coddling folks but um and and I think a lot of times just trying to like go to the emotion of it because I think sometimes like people um you know can get caught up with like how how things are how someone's like different than they are but um if you can kind of like try and personalize it like with stories of like oh well this is my experience and that's what that feels like it's like really painful when when someone doesn't like accept me for who I am or um when I experience that kind of judgment or um that um I've seen other people and the pain that they experience when you don't um you know use their their real name and when you don't use like their um pronoun and just kind of like talk to the impact that that can have and the emotions because like I think I come from a place um that most people aren't trying to like some people maybe but like a lot of us a lot of this stuff comes from like um not intending to hurt um so yeah that's kind of my style um all right and uh what advice would you give some uh youth if if they have found themselves in an uncomfortable or unsafe situation with homophobic or transphobic person mm. i think leave if you can um it's like the first thing i would say like um you know it's just again i think it comes back to that like education piece like if it's um going to be like more harmful to you to like stay there and if it's not safe definitely I would say leave right it's um I I would argue it's like not worth your time your safety or anything like that to kind of have a conversation um so I would prioritize that over anything really um let someone else have that battle okay um and on that what advice would you give a youth who is closeted or forced um, to be in a house of homophobic and transphobic people. So, like, in a situation where they couldn't necessarily just walk away. Yeah. Um, that's, that's so hard. Um, I, um, you know, can, can relate around having grown up around homophobia and just, um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's really hard when you're under 18 and you're living in a household, right? There's just like some limits to like what you can do. Um, that's why we see like runaway rates and, and um, kind of like um, homeless LGBT teens, like that's a big contributor to why, right? Um, and so I would say like connect with the people that are safe in your life, right? Whether that's friends, teachers, like other people in your life who are safe and supportive and, and try to um, kind of keep those connections strong and 
contact um, those folks as much as possible. Um, and and it's that piece of like safety. Like it might not be safe to come out. I, I don't know, right? It's really situational. I wouldn't say like, come out, it'll be fine. Like, I don't know. I don't know your family. I don't know this dynamic. Um, and I think just with anything, um, you know best right and just really thinking about what do you know about yourself what do you know about your family like you actually have the most information about that and and that safety plan i would um so just kind of respect whatever that decision is um a coming out process could take a, a really long time and and that's um that's okay What advice would you give an LGBTQ youth who is being bullied or harassed physically or verbally due to their gender identity or sexual orientation? Mm, yeah, these are such like <laughs> uh, questions. Um, um, you know, I I would hope that that team feels um, comfortable and safe enough to reach out to someone for help, like maybe an adult that feels safe um, to to get support around that. Um, bullying can be really hard because sometimes it like might escalate if you go in that direction and so again like no advice is, um, can be blanketed because it's so situational um, I would also go back to like connecting with people that are safe I think that can be a really saving grace of like we can't control and change some things about our environment but can you like have some positive things that you can kind of latch on to connect to um, in, in hard times um, and, and yeah. Yeah, try and define what safety can and. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and so my last question is Is there anything that you would like to say to the general public, parents, family members about these kids and what they can do to help and support them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, like another thought I had kind of to those other questions too, is I've also seen like, um, you know, there's that piece of like staying safe. And then I've also like uh, seen some LGBTQ teens like really pave the way for not just themselves, but for other teens around them, right? And so, um, you know, their safety first, but also like um, respect the leadership of LGBTQ teens as they solve these problems that we're talking about. Right? of bullying, of unsupportive housing, homelessness, like all these things. So supporting that leadership um, that's happening of like trying to move the world in a good positive direction. Um, and, you know, I think from, you know, kind of what I've seen from parents and families and school systems and teens, like um, it can, it can feel like a really confusing um, process to just kind of like um, be supportive and figure out how to be supportive. Um, but, but you know, that, that effort goes a long way. And so um, try to do um, research and just kind of, I think the big thing is just like this acceptance, right? Of just like, um, like, especially during teen years, like it's time for exploration, exploration. So just being really like supportive and accepting and validating of wherever routine at that. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully my answers made some sense. They did. It was really, <laughs> really cool to, uh, to, to hear your opinions on that.
Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and if y'all um, are interested too, like I bet um, Bo from the Trans Support Group and also Enov is the um, staff person for the PT Rainbow Center. Like if you need to interview more people, um, I bet those two would be really down to be interviewed and I'd be happy to put you in contact with them, so. Okay, thank you. Yeah, totally. Add. So, um, so Teresa, I wanted to fill you in. I don't remember exactly what I said to you. So we've been working on a podcast project, making podcasts on different topics. And Charlotte's topic, Charlotte, what's your topic? Um, uh, yeah. (laughs) Did you say pass? (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte's been working on, um, LGBTQ uh, resources for teens nice. in the area and that kind of thing. Nice. And um, so the Zoom is really nice because it records our conversation. And so if it's okay with you, could she ask you some questions and then use some of this audio for her podcast project? Sure, I will try my best. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I just, this completely caught me off guard. So I'm just- No worries. It's fun. I don't even know what questions you're going to ask. And so like, I'm probably going to see the feel the same way in like a minute. So don't even worry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. Okay. Hold on. Um, I don't know how to get the recording from the zoom call. Oh, don't worry about that. I've got that part. You just worry about the questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, my computer is not cooperating. Okay. It doesn't like Zoom. I know. Yeah. I There's going to be a Zoom revolt at some point. I have to have like three or four computers going so that one can be just Zoom. Yeah. yeah. talking Jefferson County because I know um, there might be or also peninsula wide um sort of in like Jefferson County mm-hmm. Island County area like okay just this like little corner sort of cool nice yeah well so there's the Rainbow Center um, which started up um, in the beginning of March and that is for LGBTQ um and um, there's a um, like a just kind of like a drop-in couple hours 
um, on Mondays, um, and it's for folks um, who are I think 13 to 18, and then they have um, a second drop-in for folks that are like 18 to I believe 24. And um, and that there was a couple of them before the pandemic happened. And then once the pandemic happened, people weren't meeting in person. And so I think there's still like the Rainbow Center is an organization that's part of Pride um, Jefferson County. And the Rainbow Center, like the folks are still meeting and I think they're still trying to offer something um, for LGBTQ folks and like virtually. Um, and um, I think it's still in the works. Would it be helpful to um, like, say the email of the person who one would want to get in contact for that? Would that be helpful? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Okay, cool. Let me pull that up. So if someone wants to um, connect with the Port Townsend Rainbow Center, their email is ptrainbow center r-a-i-n-b-o-w-c-e-n-t-e-r at jefferson county pride dot org so that's the email if folks are interested in getting it in touch um yeah i think they want to be able to still provide a safer space for LGBTQ teens to connect um, and find mutual support. Um, another resource is there's um, Jefferson County Peer Trans Support Group. Right now, there's just an adult one going on, but I know that the facilitator um, of that is um, providing um, support to um, trans and gender nonconforming youth. And I could also read that email if that would be helpful. Would that be a helpful thing to do? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, so that email is trans, T-R-A-N-S, Jeff, J-E-F-F, co, C-O, at gmail.com. And so um, if folks want to get in touch about that, that's an option, and I believe there's also a website. That has a lot of actually great resources locally um, around um, support and access um, and local resources. Um, for transgender folks. And that email is, or that website is trans, T-R-A-N-S, Jeff, J-E-F-F-C-O, co, dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y, dot com. Awesome. Yeah. And so those are some like specific um, resources to Jefferson County. Um, I know that Kitsap County also has some resources, and I have to be honest that I am not an expert in that, um, more so Jefferson County. Okay, cool. Uh, my next question is, uh, what does Delphouse do to support LGBTQ youth? 
Yeah. So Dove House, um, one, we try through our prevention education to make our um, relationship skill um, curriculum um, not just inclusive, but um, to make sure that our like couples in the examples and our content um, has um, has LGBTQ couples like that folks are seeing that a diversity of relationships um, are there, and so just we think it's really important for folks to um, have representation in, in how we do the classes themselves, um, and to provide education around the diversity of sexual identity, the diversity of gender identity, um, and and how that impacts our relationships. So that's just um, one aspect, um, and. Um, Otherwise, um, with um, our support, like one-on-one -on -one support, um, we provide therapy for folks who are um, healing from sexual trauma um, or relationship trauma, um, and we provide like one-on-one -on -one advocacy for folks to um, get get support if um, there are. Um, relationship issues and um, I would definitely say the LGBTQ teens also need support in those ways and so um, yeah I hope that makes sense yeah I just got caught Ariel <laughs> um okay so do you think, uh, is there anything that you would like to see happening to better support LGBTQ youth? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I mean, I think I would like to see the Rainbow Center, like, take off more. It's one thing of just, like, uh, it just got, got to start right before COVID. And then, um, and so I would love for that to, like, be able to um, continue. I've heard a lot of, like, um, cool ideas about um, like prom and like regionally like having bigger events for LGBTQ teens like regionally like not just in Jefferson County but like pulling folks from Kitsap County and I think there's um, that's happened some like some like driving to um, uh, to queer prom and, and different things like that and um, but um, so, so maybe like pulling regional support more would be um, awesome. Um, and I think a big thing is just kind of uh, support in the schools. I forgot that question of like, what does Dev House do? Um, myself and um, an educator presenter, Bill Olgren, um, have provided um, uh, support to schools around how do you provide um, uh, equitable, accessible, um, school environments for LGBTQ teens um, and so I think that was something I would really like to see is like more affirming um, spaces within the school setting and I think there's been a lot of good work around that but I think there always can be more yeah I agree with you on that um, so going to more of a different Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think families could do to better support their LGBTQ youth? 
Yeah, that's such a huge one. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, just education, right? Like one thing is like not um, having the child be the one that has to like provide all the education. I think like something that's really hard if like we hold um, an identity that's marginalized in society to like always have to explain to people like kind of um, just like who we are and um, you know what we're experiencing can be really exhausting. So I think like parents and families like if they could find their education elsewhere um, and kind of like do their own research to support their child, I think that would be really lovely. Um, and I mean, but I think the first thing is just kind of um, being open. Um, you know, just, just being open and accepting of like um, who who your child is and who they're expressing themselves to be. I think is the best place to kind of start and um, and that humility, right? Of like um, you might not know and and you know, kind of like stumble through this together, but try to support to the best that they can. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you think that youth could better support each other? Mm, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a big thing um, is just like starting, like one thing that comes to mind is just like respecting folks' names, folks' pronouns, like just when when folks share with you um like just taking folks seriously i think there's like a bit of um i think something to be wary of like is people not being taken seriously for for who they are and what their identity is and so like whatever that may be if someone shares it with them like um people like respecting it um and it, it goes a long way um okay so, I just a lot. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so going somewhere a little different again. Um, what do you do personally when you find yourself in a conversation with a homophobic or a transphobic person? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, I think like my style is like not very confrontational that's just kind of like my demeanor and just like how I communicate um, and so you know try to be like kind of like a little bit try to like see where they're coming from and like have some compassion for them of just like okay maybe they just like you know don't have a lot of like experience um, knowing a lot of actual um, queer and trans people or or something so like try to kind of go there a little bit but still like holding the line right like not not um, coddling folks but um, and and I think a lot of times just trying to like go to the emotion of it because I think sometimes like people um, you know can get caught up with like how how things are how someone's like different than they are but um, if you can kind of like try and personalize it like with stories of like oh well this is my experience and that's what that feels like it's like really painful when when someone doesn't like accept me for who I am or um when I experience that kind of judgment or um that um 
I've seen other people and the pain that they experience when you don't, um, you know, use their their real name and when you don't use like their um, pronoun and just kind of like talk to the impact that that can have and the emotions. Because like I think I come from a place um, that most people aren't trying to like some people maybe, but like a lot of us, a lot of the stuff comes from like um, not intending to hurt. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my style. Okay. Um, all right. And, uh, what advice would you give some, uh, youth if, if they have found themselves in an uncomfortable or unsafe situation with homophobic or transphobic person? Mm, I think leave if you can. Um, it's like the first thing I would say, like, um, you know, it's just, again, I think it comes back to that, like, education piece, like, if it's, um, gonna be, like, more harmful to you to, like, stay there, and if it's not safe, definitely, I would say leave, right, it's, um, I, I would argue it's, like, not worth your time, your safety, or anything like that to kind of have a conversation, um, so I would prioritize that over anything, really, um, let someone else have that battle. Um, and on that, what advice would you give a youth who is closeted or forced, um, to be in a house of homophobic and transphobic people? So, like, in a situation where they couldn't necessarily just walk away. Yeah, um, that's, that's so hard. Um, I, um, you know, can, can relate around having grown up around homophobia and just, um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's really hard when you're under 18 and you're living in a household, right? There's just like some limits to like what you can do. Um, that's why we see like runaway rates and, and, um, kind of like, um, homeless LGBT teens, like that's a big contributor to why, right? Um, and so I would say, like, connect with the people that are safe in your life, right? Whether that's friends, teachers, like, other people in your life who are safe and supportive and, and try to um, kind of keep those connections strong and contact um, those folks as much as possible. Um, and and it's that piece of, like, safety. Like, it might not be safe to come out. I, I don't know, right? It's really situational. I wouldn't say, like come out it'll be fine like I don't know I don't know your family I don't know this dynamics um and I think just with anything um you know best right and just really thinking about what do you know about yourself what do you know about your family like you actually have the most information about that and and that safety plan I would um so just kind of respect whatever that decision is um a coming out process could take a, a really long time and and that's um that's okay Uh, okay. What advice would you give an LGBTQ youth who is being bullied or harassed physically or verbally due to their gender identity or sexual orientation? Mm, yeah, these are such like <laughs> uh, questions. Um, um, you know, I I would hope that that team feels um, comfortable and safe enough to reach out to someone for help, like maybe an adult that feels safe. 
um, to, to get support around that. Um, bullying can be really hard because sometimes it like might escalate if you go in that direction. And so again, like no advice is, um, can be blanketed because it's so situational. Um, I would also go back to like connecting with people that are safe. I think that can be a really saving grace of like, we can't control and change some things about our environment, but can you like have some positive things that you can kind of latch on to connect to um, in, in hard times? Um, and, and yeah. Yeah, try and define what safety you can and... Mm -hmm. Um, okay, and so my last question is, is there anything that you would like to say to the general public, parents, family members about these kids and what they can do to help them support them? Mm, yeah, I mean, like another thought I had kind of to those other questions too, is I've also seen like, um, you know, there's that piece of like staying safe. And then I've also like, uh, seeing some LGBTQ teens like really pave the way for not just themselves but for other teens around them right and so um, you know their safety first but also like um, respect the leadership of LGBTQ teens as they solve these problems that we're talking about right of bullying of unsupportive housing homelessness like all these things so supporting that leadership um, that's happening of like trying to move the world in a good positive direction um, and, you know, I think from, you know, kind of what I've seen from parents and families and school systems and teens, like, um, it can, it can feel like a really confusing, um, process to just kind of like, um, be supportive and figure out how to be supportive. Um, but, but, you know, that, that effort goes a long way. And so, um, trying to do, um, research and just kind of I think the big thing is just like this acceptance right of just like um it's like especially during teen years like it's time for exploration exploration so just being really like supportive and accepting and validating of wherever your teen is at okay thank you so much I really appreciate it yeah hopefully my answers made some sense they did it was <laughs> really cool to, uh, to, to hear your opinions on that. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and if y'all um, are interested too, like I bet um, Bo from the Trans Support Group and also Enov is the um, staff person for the PT Rainbow Center. Like if you need to interview more people, um, I bet those two would be really down to be interviewed and I'd be happy to put you in contact with them. So. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Record. Hi, this is the introduction to my podcast. Thanks.